0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela.
1: And I'm Leslie, a reseller's passion.
0: (laughs) Look at that. We have a co-host. We have a a special co-host today. Um, We have Leslie Tucker with us, as she said, a reseller's passion. Jen can't make it today. She has some other obligations. So I figured, who could I reach out to to come record with me? And obviously, the first person who came to mind was Leslie. (laughs) um so today leslie and i are going to do our old-fashioned thrifters villa coffee talk we're gonna sit down we're just gonna chat about different things that are going on um our thoughts on various things going on in the community just us talking really just two resellers getting together and chatting uh so So a cup of coffee and comes to meet us at the table leslie hello oh no leslie's frozen no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We might have some technical challenges during this recording. First of all, but you
1: know <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: The thing that makes it
1: more challenging is that I still see you and you still see me. So when you say I'm frozen, I'm like, oh it upsets me because I it would be different if I was actually see myself like frozen. Okay. Yeah. So. We'll make it through, or we might have to reschedule. Oh my gosh! But so I am going to make it excited. work. Uh, yeah, we're going to make it work. But <laughs> that's that's the power of like social media, internet, and being like real, you know. And you can also edit some things if you really necessary. So <laughs> if I feel like it, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. So just like you know, let me know. But I am so excited to be here. Um, for people who don't, Danielle is like one of my favorite people we don't see each other enough or you know because we're both busy and it gets really crazy where she is she's moved and Mm -hmm. first of all let's talk about that beautiful house you have Danielle like (laughs)
0: Leslie gets to see more personal pictures because we're friends on Facebook so yeah yeah it's been it's been great it's just um it's been a lot (laughs) I mean a lot has happened in the last year uh you know started with my grandmother passing away it will be a year that my grandmother's passed away in may 16th will be one year which is absolutely crazy um my dad will be may 2nd but that'll be four years uh and then it was like a whirlwind you know i had surgery and then we moved the week after i had surgery and then you know there's health things which i don't talk about publicly because it's no one's business right right um and then I got sick again. And then, yeah, it was just a lot happening. And now it's like springtime and I feel good and, you know, I'm on a good path and it's like, okay, now I get to enjoy, have my first holiday at the house and like all that fun stuff. So that's been really fun, you know, planning and decorating and doing all that. Cause it's been a long time since I've been able to decorate. It's been, I don't know, four, four years since I've been able, almost four years since I've been able to decorate, any type of living establishment because i was in an apartment
1: yeah 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 so can you see me we're good okay so for daniella's house is literally like magazine worthy friends and i'm pretty okay. sure she's going a little bit at a time so because i know that's what she's going to say like ah, uh, you know the picture so she's i've only i've seen a little bit um the house is ginormous and I've seen like her working space, but she really put this great photo up for Easter. Her table was amazing, Thank you. you know. So it's probably one of those houses where like there's no furniture in the living room, but she made sure that dining room was good for Easter.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. There is no furniture but a couch in the living room. Yeah, especially if you order furniture, right? It it's impossible. Come- <laughs> Leslie was spot on (laughs) it's so true you know it's a part of um the issue of like I was so nervous having people over that we wouldn't have enough seating because there was 12 of us and we don't have furniture yet and everything that we've ordered is back ordered for like a year plus and we've canceled most of it because it's like well what's even the point of having it on back order like there's no reason (laughs) um so now the big project is the outside we have to have a new septic system put in you're talking i mean this is like you know like forty thousand dollars right now that was already adjusted before we bought the house you know all that was figured out um but with inflation continuing to go up that is now forced that bill to come up even higher than what we anticipated um so to say that reselling has been saving my butt is an understatement because if it wasn't for reselling, like forget podcasts and YouTube and all the other stuff like that, you know, that's minimal in comparison to what reselling brings right. for me. Right. Um, I, I, we need that money to help cover those, these additional costs that we just didn't anticipate. But now not only is a new septic system going in, we're going to need a brand new landscaping front, side and backyard because everything's getting dug up. Wow. Everything. So to say I'm a little stressed is an understatement, but this is the beauty of having additional streams yeah. of income, which is basically what this entire episode is going to be about. Um and kind of maneuvering around creating those streams and then figuring out what to do when those streams stop working. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, the biggest I, thing.
1: I think it, it I think it's really important. And I, if no one hears anything else I have to say, I think having more than one stream, you know, when you say multi, sometimes it goes over people's head and they just, it's, they can't grasp it. So having more than one stream. So if you work outside of the home and you have a career, something, you know, something extra. Um, I know a lot of people get into stocks and different things like that. That's That's kind of like your preparing for the future but like what about that tangible money right now I I really it's I've been that way for like forever because there was a time when I was a stay-at-home mom and without having income that I could create we we would have been really destitute you know when I was with my ex-husband we really would have been destitute because I had five children at home right and and to stay home you're not like to limit yourself now you're going to go without a lot but your children still have, you know, they, they have the right to have activities and things all for my girls dance, my son played baseball, they went to summer camp, they still did all the things that mm-hmm. children do. And I had to figure out a way to take care of that for them. And so I had two businesses, you know, and then when I got divorced, those two businesses went with me. You know, so if you know anything about me, anything that you see me doing really is just an extension of what I started doing years ago. I've been doing this thing for 30 years. You know, this is not new. I just happen to be in this, like this reselling space doing what I used to do. So definitely have some extra income. And like Daniela is a good example of having the extra streams and she's actually added on to that. But Daniela is a good example because she has her day job, right? This is very stressful, I've known her for a few years now, and it's, I I don't think the stress has slowed down.
0: It's a government job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That says it
0: all. (laughs) We're for the government.
1: Um, Mm. So what I, what, you know, we're, 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 we're drinking, I'm drinking water over here, but people might have some drinks and some coffee. Water. And, but so I don't want to know from Daniela because I know her personally, she's probably talked about this, right? She's probably talked about this, maybe in the Patreon. If you're not on her Patreon, definitely subscribe. You're going to get what you pay for and way more. Mm -hmm. So um, talk about how reselling has helped you though, because you have a house now. And we started talking about this years ago. Remember we started talking about this Um, a long time ago. It seems like a ago but it's been like 3 years. It's like it's been wow, 3
0: years. Yeah. So, it's so funny how when <laughs> when you put two um podcasters together, we start interviewing <laughs> each other without even meaning to do it, but that's just the way it works. Um <laughs> So, 3 years ago was a little, maybe a little over 3 years ago is when I met Leslie and that's when we had just moved into the apartment. We had been in the apartment for a little bit of time, right? Like without, we were in the beginning stages of being in this one bedroom, one bath, tiny ass apartment. It was like 700 square feet with two cats so just just think about that okay and I had just started reselling so like my reselling pile was very tiny I barely even had a tote filled you know I was just kind of using stuff that I had like it was very very uh elementary reselling at that point point. and but I knew that um a part of me needed to be doing something else with reselling. Now, I was brand new. I didn't know anyone. I had no idea what the reselling community even meant. I just knew that there was one that I happened to stumble upon, right? Like, I didn't actually understand um, what any of it really meant, and um, I became friendly with Leslie. You know, we we connected and everything, and, and Leslie had encouraged me, uh, given my background of being a teacher and all these different things, to to kind of get out there and create different types of content and share what I'm doing and and my perspective a uh, perspective on it cuz my perspective is very different than the traditional reseller that I think we see in the reselling space and I think mm-hmm. that's and I honestly believe this I think that's why my growth is so much slower which I'm totally fine with and it's because I I just I'm different and I'm fine with being different. Um, my strategies are different, and I don't necessarily appeal to the full-time reseller that's out there kind of grinding every single day. I, I grind a little bit at a time and then you know I, I grow that way. And I don't produce content in the same way that um other resellers do, right? So my growth is different, that's fine um that's how this podcast was born right this podcast was born because Leslie was kind of like you should probably do a podcast because I was on Leslie's podcast and then it was on Denali's podcast and she was like you should probably do a podcast and um that's how Thrifters Villa really uh the idea of Thrifters Villa became and then you know I met Lori and then that you know evolved over time and then we told Leslie that we were doing this and then it was two wonderful years with Lori. And then now season three is with Jen. And it's, and Jen's kind of always been in the mix. Like, you know, people don't really realize how close um, we all are here in New England, all the resellers, because we're a pretty tight knit little group. Uh, so yeah, so now Jen's on here. And, and did I ever think that Thrifters Villa would have uh, one become a way for me to monetize myself? No. Yeah. I, I was happy when I had a hundred people listening to an episode, you know, now when, you know, now we have however many, I'm not going to say it on here because I don't want people to feel bad or, or feel inferior because they don't have the same amount of listeners. And that's not what I'm about. Um, but now we have more people that listen every single week and they continuously listen and that number continues to grow. Did I ever think I'd make money from that? No. Did I care? No. Is it cool? Yeah. Cause it's extra money that I get to split with a friend I got to split it with Lori and I got to split it with Jen. And now we have a Patreon, you know, thanks to me and Lori sitting down and brainstorming and thinking like, what else could we do with the podcast? Like, yeah, it's great. We develop these episodes and we share with people, but like, what else could we do to really hone in what Thriftersville is about, which is all about networking, connecting and and forming these relationships and just sharing ideas. That's really what the Patreon is about. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we have a, a Discord group and everyone that is a part of the Discord group, they talk all day long. And they've become like a close-knit little family. And and you know, I jump in when I can, and Jen jumps in when she can, but it's you know, it's not meant for us. We're there to help facilitate conversation and whatnot, or if we see something, you know, we bring it up, but it's really there for everyone else. And we have all different channels, like there's a Poshmark one and eBay, uh, real real, and everyone just types in like what's going on yeah. that day, what are things you're struggling with, whatever it is. So that's the Discord part of it. So we've created this community where people can come together and they can talk, and then on the back end. Um, what we do as hosts is on the actual Patreon page is we have downloads that we come up with. We come up with different um, bonus episodes or maybe we do like a, like we just, we do either do a full bonus episode or we'll do it on a specific topic or we'll have someone special come on or something. Um, Then we have monthly Zooms, which I actually got from you. That was something that I got from you, Leslie, was hosting these Zoom meetings, which are, I think they're just so important to see people face-to-face. They're more
1: incidental. They cre- create an intimate community.
0: Correct. Yeah. I think it's so important, um, and you know it's once a month. And I would love to do more, but it's just it's a lot of time for me and for Jen to commit. It is it's a lot with everything else that we do with the podcast. Never mind everyday life. It is a lot. <laughs> you know, someday maybe there'd be more. You know, but for right now it's one, and we were on there for like an hour, hour and a half, and everyone gets to just kind of chat about things, or you know we have specific topics. So we've had guests come on for that too to talk to our community and. It's really become a wonderful thing. Like, I don't think I could say enough wonderful things about Thrifters Villa. It's it's beyond just a podcast that I helped co-create. You know, it's more than that now. Um, YouTube, I really could care less about YouTube. I did it because I like to teach. That's just who I am as a person. And I enjoy interacting with people. I don't want it to sound like I don't like interacting with people because I do. But creating the content on YouTube is just a different animal. And I don't know if it's like, it's not something that I would be consistent with like some others out there. And I give credit, Leslie and I were saying this before we started recording, I give credit to those who can release multiple videos every single week and they don't miss a beat on it. I give you so much credit because it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. exhausting. And it, for me, because of where I am in YouTube, it does not yield that extra stream of income that I care about.
1: Right. Right.
0: I don't care about it. And I got to wait till I hit a certain amount before I can get paid. I just don't care, you know. Um, So for me, between the podcast and reselling, more so reselling, if you're going to like split the money that's coming in, that's extra, but like my full-time job pays all the bills. That's what that's for. It pays all the important bills. This extra money besides buying inventory is for me to put in a savings account to pay off my student loan, to pay for a house, which is what my reselling money really came down to help us doing was pay down debt to then save for the house, pay off my car. That's my next fix. That's my big thing that I'm doing right now because my student loan, I can't like, I can't pay that off in the next year. There's no way Um, I've paid off a good chunk, but there's so much more left. My undergraduate's done, my master's degree, different story. That one's going to be sitting for a little bit, but my car I owe uh, oh, about 10 grand, we'll say, right? A little under 10 grand. I can pay that off at reselling money. I can allocate that money aside and I can do it. Love it's it. tougher with the house. It's a little tougher, but it can be done. And I think this is why it's so important to have these multiple streams because when all of your eggs are in one basket and you only have that one check, that yeah. one state government check that comes in every two weeks,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that's already yes. allocated to the important things. You know. Yeah. Anyway, it's my to feel
1: No, but it's it's so interesting because like um, so we're talking as people who have known each other for a while, and we're staying, of course, Daniela for a minute. And here we go, fast forward. So she's created that income with her husband mm-hmm. to be able to purchase a home for themselves. Yep. And it's amazing. It really is. So I, you know, I really do encourage people, like really you know, think about it. It doesn't like, you don't even have to think about like your extra stream of income being a business, right? Just yeah. keep, stay in hobby mode. Keep having fun with it. That's really the key to it. Like, like Daniela was just talking about with the YouTube channel. So for me, starting my YouTube, that was all hobby. And my between my podcast and my YouTube, they're still kind of like hobby because I haven't even released any episodes on the podcast. I'm still like teetering, like, do I want to keep it? Do I not want to keep it? When you start falling out of love with something, then it becomes a chore to yep. do. But if it's something that you continually like, keep having fun with it. And like Daniela said, every now and then she'll show up. She may do a video and a pop in, or every two weeks she'll go live. That's what she can do. But when she does it, she does it so well. Like I, I don't even want to miss it. Like sometimes I sometime I'll go, wait, there's a half hour left? Where's fifteen minutes left? Let me jump. For a while you know but then yeah. she does the teaching mode and she likes it where she is and I feel the same way it's really not an income that's consistent now when I was when I first became monetized I had that mindset that I'm sure everyone has it's like I gotta put this content out so I can pay you can't get paid until you make a hundred dollars and it'll yeah. take three and I'll give you an example. Like last year, I moved to this new house. It threw me off. Like my game was thrown off. I don't know if that's it happened to anyone where something happens in your life, right? And it wasn't like a major thing, like, you know, like Nona passing or something like that. But it's still, I'm 52. So for me to move from close to home where I've been, I lived in Delaware, grew up in Philly. We're talking 45. So, So I got thrown off. So now I I took a step way back and my YouTube did suffer. And the way that YouTube works is they don't pay you until you hit a hundred. So it would be like, oh, okay. Three months later, I get, I got a check. I got my
0: check. Got a hundred dollars. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And it was like, okay, so that's inventory or that's something it goes in that money, that YouTube money goes into a specific bank account anyway. Right. So I can use it. I can allocate the savings, or whatever. It's just like Daniela said, it's not that thing, like what, woo. And I had to have that self-talk with myself. And I want to encourage people, if you're listening, this casual conversation, there are so many things that you don't have to take so seriously. You don't have to do a YouTube channel if you want, because Daniela used to say she didn't want to do that. But when she was ready, but she still also does it on her terms, right? And so I had to give myself that self-talk like you don't have to create content and also I'm like Daniela in the sense that I am so different like I'm a reseller's passion and what that means about me is Leslie as a reseller's passion I do things that I'm passionate about that I love I'm not a regular reseller you know and I love that people can connect with me and that's because I show up just as me every single day just like loving on the community putting out content I like showing up as me throwing the reels out there. I don't care if I go viral. None of that stuff bothers me. As long as it's clean, people can connect with me. I can connect with them. And I'm doing something that I like every day. And I'm really shifting my focus. Mm -hmm. And, And it's just okay to do that. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You don't have to buy that platform. You don't have to get that sharing thing. Wherever you are right now, stay in that space. But also- try to remember why you started because if you start falling out of love with it maybe it's like just pretend it's a relationship
0: yeah I think there's there's so many facets to this right so there's the aspect of you're doing something because you see everyone else in the community doing it so you think that you yeah. need to do it right that, that's right? the first one and we all are guilty of all yeah that.
1: oh definitely definitely
0: all guilty of that clubhouse is a perfect example of that when it first came out right perfect example then you have the um then you have those moments where you're like okay i think i know what i want to do i'm gonna try to do it and then i'm gonna go uh, and then you go all in and then you do it and then you forget about all this other stuff that you used to really enjoy and it doesn't exist anymore this is just reselling as a whole can do that to you reselling as a whole will do that to you and then you forget about all the wonderful things (laughs) in the world that exist Then there's this other part of you that gets so sick and tired of it. Yeah, And it's like, I'm done and I don't want to do this. And you never really want to, so sometimes you have to get to that point to reassess, but you never really want to get to that point because it means you should listen to yourself somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle of all that, you should have had a conversation with yourself and said, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I need to change? Like right now, all right, we're going to, we're going to, let's just talk about it everything that's going on in the Poshmark community right now, okay, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, right, Les is making a face you guys can't see, okay, I have my thoughts, I have my theories, I've talked about it, I'll talk about it again when I go live this weekend, Um, but I don't think that what they're doing is malicious, I don't think what they're doing is trying to cause any harm, I think that they're a growing company, and they're trying to figure things out, and they just didn't do it right, at the end of the day, they didn't do it right, Mm -hmm. but I also am not seeing what everyone else is seeing. Exactly. So I struggle with giving, I don't want to say advice, because I mean, I can give people ideas or pointers or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm never going to tell someone they need to do X, Y, Z. That's not how I, that's not how we do this here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not seeing it. And I have my thoughts as to why I'm not seeing it. But I also think that if you are seeing all these decreases and you are seeing that maybe the platform is going in a different direction than the direction that you're going in, then you need to look at all these outside sources and move yourself into and learn about them and engross yourself in the content and just like learn about these other things that are out there. Because let me tell you, all you got to do is Google or YouTube and you're going to get all the information that you need about all these other platforms. I am not a vintage seller. Leslie is. Poshmark is not the place for vintage right now. I'm sorry. Everyone that I know that sells vintage is just not having success. It
1: shouldn't be your main vintage platform. Correct. Like
0: that. Correct. You need to look at other, there are other platforms besides Depop that are amazing for vintage that people are having. Shop Thrilling, Yes. People are having so much success with it. Shop Thrilling, that's the one where, like movie producers and yeah. and they come on, yeah. right? That's where they come and get the stuff.
1: Yeah, they even have um, on the platform, they have a link that's, it's called it's Studio Connect. So studios click, click it and they actually apply
0: uh, so that they
1: can jump in and shop directly from the sellers. And then they also send you an email when they're looking for things. And I just submitted two things yesterday. So I don't know if it's a movie or whatever, like say yeah. for like pretend it's Downton Abbey. Yeah, They just sent an email. They're looking for 1920 um, clothing, clothes, mm-hmm. ties, shoots, men's, and they break it down. Men's, top hat, coat. Um, I sent um, submitted for shoes, um, which were like um, the 20 style shoes, they're brand new to vintage, they're brand new, but they're vintage. Mm. And then like the, um, the hats, and then next we're gonna probably be pill hats and then they're looking for like a 1950s dress and I just happened to pull out my vintage box that I hadn't gone through this great and they say any style. 50s dress. So what you do is you send a photo, you send your um, shop thrilling information, and then now the company who's interested goes to your page and looks at your items. So it's really such a great way for you to get exposure. This week on Tradesy, I made six hundred dollars, and that was everything was vintage. And the one the lady who came to bought two pieces from me, she said I'm actually um, a uh, I'm actually a dresser. Um, what is a, what a stylist, stylist for yeah. a movie. And she said she couldn't let me know until they actually use it. Once the f- once it's been filmed, she'll kind of, she bought two purses for me. So mm-hmm. it was a purse from like the 60s and then they're going to go and the person's going to end up in the 80s. So she bought two purses. And I also sold um, a jacket two weeks ago on Etsy and the person said the same thing. I'm like, wow. Oh. So vintage is it, vintage is it. But I want to also comment danielas the word that she used was reassess. You have to reassess yourself. And I want to say something really quick with the Poshmark situation. I don't get deep into anything either. I'm not, if you ever hear me, I don't comment or anything. So I'm not commenting in reference to the things that are going on. I'm not even saying what's going on. (laughs) What I will say is these things happen across the board. Etsy's having some challenges. eBay is always doing something. But the challenge with Poshmark, it is so community-based that what's happened is they've given the people a voice. And so because the people have a voice and they feel so connected and they feel that things are owed to them, it's becoming a little bit more. Because eBay stuff is always happening. You can get on social media and complain about it, but they don't care. (laughs) Amazon's not changing anything. So So what I will say is, even if you're in your moments and you're thinking that Poshmark is having some challenges, also keep in mind that they still are community conscious because there are some things they change back because the community with the outpouring. But you also have to remember that they're a business. They are public now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: And no matter what, you're just running space. And I say that all the time. I have, that's, I have my own website. If everything went crazy right now, I can put everything on my website.
0: Yeah, it's you know? so true. I think people forget when any business becomes public, I don't care what company it is. You no longer have any control, meaning the people that originally owned uh, whatever platform or business it is, you have no control over anything anymore. Your board tells you your numbers are showing this. You need to change this whether you like it or not, you don't really have a say because it's their money that they're investing That's, in your company.
1: Yeah. And and I was, you know, talking of clubhouse like I haven't been in in a while. It was so cool to see you last night. There, I know, I just
0: happened to stop in. I've...
1: I, I only, I really go in kind of like to listen. There have been some great um, conversations lately in the Poshmark. Um, yeah. Poshmark is a club and I just jump in just kind of a little bit. I don't get involved in a lot. Anytime there's drama, I leave. Mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I try my best not to get involved with any kind of like craziness or whatever on there. I get on there because I like the information and what people are contributing to the conversation. And I think that, you know, if we keep it clean and we keep it calm, we can talk about some things, you know, but otherwise I do. I even, I haven't done my clubs or anything like that because I'm trying to, I try to stay away from any gossipy weird kind of stuff like if I you know like like Danielle is a person I can vent to you know my husband's my main person I've been to you know thankfully he is a reseller so that's how I got started so he understands some things he doesn't understand anything about the social media space I'm in though <laughs> so <laughs> I come in and I can go like a half hour spiel and I just say sweetie thank you for listening yeah so, right. he's like all right no I, problem. <laughs> like if, I, if I was shipping or if I had some packaging ch- challenges if I wanted to jump talk about ebay whatever he's there for it he's down he just listens to me or whatever but i just think that you know if you kind of focus on your your thing you know
0: stay in your lane
1: but i don't know how you feel daniela but i think i haven't experienced a lot of changes because one poshmark's not my main platform like daniela says i've actually um kind of started focusing on handmade and vintage as a whole I'm getting rid of everything else that's not in those categories.
0: I think that Leslie's frozen, so I'm just going to jump right in here. Um, I, <laughs> now you're back. I see you now. <laughs> you were frozen for a little bit. Um, I think I saw a little bit of what people were seeing when um, Poshmark first did their initial changes, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone basically saw the same slump. And that's, pretty normal for any company that releases a new update. There's a little bit of a slump and then it, you know, comes back up. Since the end of March, second to last week of March to now, I've seen an increase and I don't, and and so this is where you have to evaluate your own business and you can't compare yourself to anyone else. I can, I don't care. If there's anything else you take from this and you're a Poshmark seller, do not compare what other people's sales look like. Look at your own closet and what's going on. What is selling? What's not selling? What are the things you're doing different? Did you maybe get discouraged and stop listing? Maybe that's not the case. Maybe you're doing everything the same, but nothing's moving. Well, what is it that's in your closet? And what is Poshmark kind of pushing out there as to what's important to them? Because I think if you read in between the lines, you'll see the direction they're trying to kind of mold themselves in. Mm Um, it's all speculation. We don't know. They haven't said anything to us, right? We don't have a clue. But I think if you just take the time to sit back and really look at what's happening and within yourself and within your closet, you'll have a better shot of being successful no matter which direction you go. And when you start muddling in with everything else, I'm guilty of it too. Um, it gets very frustrating and you get discouraged and then you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you start getting into the conversation you start seeing what's happening now where people are like, okay, I'm leaving Poshmark or, you know, where even on, like on the Etsy end, they're like, you know, um, boycotting and yeah, doing all kinds of stuff. And everything. For me, that's crazy because I've been selling since 2005. They have, if for me, that little increase that in that stuff that they're doing is nothing. I, If it has been a consistent side income for you, and you need that to pay for whatever dance class, vacation, Mm -hmm. a bill for house, student loans, kind of stay focused. But also everything, and Daniela can can attest to this, every business requires tweaking. She just said it. There could be some things that are off. For me, what it's probably doing is actually awakening some people who probably were just like, ah, I got this, I got this, you know, and then all of a sudden a little thing happened and they're like, wait, maybe I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then they go look at their titles and they just have like two words in their title or whatever, or they don't have keywords or whatever the situation, The prices are too high. It could be anything. It could be, and again, I don't judge any seller where they are. I'm just a seller and that I do what works for me. The money that I want to make is is what I charge for my items. I don't worry about who made $200,000 in checks and all kinds of stuff that people are getting. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's beautiful, you know, posh on campus. I just, the whole thing is wonderful, but you still do have to sit back and evaluate. I was in a clubhouse room. I don't know a lot of people because I haven't been on in a while. So when I jump in rooms down, I go, wow, who, who was that? Who are so, you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they don't know who I am either. So I love that. I love when people don't know who I am. And so the person was saying, um, over the last couple of weeks, actually now um, a representative from Poshmark has been jumping into the room and people were started like asking, like attacking him. The one person was like, well, you know, my sales and this is what I used to make. And then people were, they were letting people on stage and I left because I was like, poor guy. He just, you know, he's like, look, I'm tech. And it, I don't know what you you're know, talking about. Exactly. It, it <laughs> probably just happens to be my day when they're like monitor clubhouse, you know? Right. You need to go on and pretend exactly, like you're- <laughs> Exactly. So I said, I have to go. So I just think, you know, just figure out, you know, what works for your business. It can, like, we do, we do get comfortable. And then I said, what do you think, Daniela?
0: Yeah, no, uh, we definitely do get comfortable. I think that with the automation that exists, um, it's very easy to get comfortable. I use automation, Leslie doesn't, but this is where we <laughs> differ in our business, not a big deal, right? Um, but I I definitely stopped doing the basics when it came to Poshmark because, well, it didn't really matter at that point in time. I think now it's different. I think the reason why they've separated Ambassador One and Ambassador Two is because those things that you're seeing in Ambassador Two actually matter. <laughs> um, in, in terms of what they're creating. Yeah. So I, and you don't have to use automation for this. I do because I don't have time to do it, but you know, whatever works for you. Community shares matter. I hate to say it. They matter. I'm Poshmark. They didn't before. They matter now. Um, way,
1: again, way in the beginning, they mattered. I've been on since yep. 2015. Um, yeah. They mattered back then.
0: Yep. Then they kind of didn't matter. And now it matters yep. again. Exactly. Your own sharing still matters. That will never change yeah. oh, because all, it's a all, sharing all. platform. So that's just the way it is. Offers matter. Following people matters. All of the things that you see, all the yeah. functionalities, yeah. they all matter. But you need to yeah. find where it fits in your business. Exactly.
1: And you know what I say to people? I say, if you were like, you know, people ask the question, does it matter if I'm a posh ambassador? I'm like, if it does, if you're not worried about it, back in the day, to get the posh ambassador was like, okay, you get on a newsletter and you get alerts and everything. But if you look at everything that's required to become a posh ambassador, it is necessary. So that's what they're doing. So a lot of people who are posh ambassador too were the, the original people who have done that. Now, of course, there's new people on the app and they, they're growing like really fast. Yeah. So people are going real fast. But I said for people like Danielle and I, we earned that ambassador too because yeah. we were
0: manually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was all that manual sharing and community shares and everything. But so if you're listening now and you haven't made ambassador, posh ambassador, you've probably been, I know people who've been on for four years. It's just a casual selling place for them. They're not in business mode. They just want to get rid of some stuff. Every season, they're like, let me just sell. That's how my girls are, right? My, my teenage daughter, she's 19 and she sells. She just sold some Vans. She's home from college and just let me sell some stuff. She's still sitting, not even in a posh ambassador, right? That's that. But if you want to grow, look at what the requirements are. And if you follow those, I guarantee your class is going to change. Now, they may not be significant because it still could be other things wrong. Let's make no mistake about that. We're talking trends. It's a whole lot that goes along with being a reseller as a whole. Mm -hmm. But if you tweak some of those things, go click on it now, right? My Posh Stats. And see what it says. you are just let's focus on just the burgundy star. Let's not get you know yeah. <laughs> caught up <laughs> with the gold star right now. And yeah. see what you need to do to reach that burgundy star. If you start doing it, you will see a difference in in your your closet. Yeah, photos so and all those things still matter though. So that's not you know like I can come in your closet and it's like. It's all mushed up over here. You could be sharing all day. You could be following all day. Your photos could be terrible. Your title's not searchable. You know, you got SEO Google. Come on now. Um, your description, you got one word in there, nothing for somebody to go on. You don't know the color. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. So you have to you have to look at your closet as a whole. And we love our community, but don't worry about what the other people are saying because. Yeah.
0: It is what it is at the end of the day. Poshmark's a business. Whatever happens, happens to them. Whether they get bought out, whether they merge, it doesn't matter what happens, right? None of that matters. What I want to go off of what Leslie was saying, um, you know, about doing all these different functions, I want to say two things. One, when any company, any tech company, and I know this from experience because I work a lot with IT, whenever you're rolling things out, there's always two versions, OK, there's version A, which does X, Y, Z. And there's version B, which might have been the original, which does X, Y, Z. And you compare the two. So is it possible that some of us are on A, B testing and that one group is in one and other groups in another? Yes, 100 percent. They're never going to tell you that. They're never going to tell you that. They don't need to tell you that. Yes, I think that is absolutely happening, which is why I think there are just so many different things. What happens at the end of A, B testing is everything gets brought together They reassess all the little things, Mm -hmm. what works here, what doesn't work here. Can we merge these together? And then you have the final product. I don't think Poshmark is anywhere near creating a final product with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's to give you an example, when they roll out a new feature, not everyone gets it at the same time. Correct. And I used to tell, I said, I think it's alphabetical. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that Danielle may have got it three weeks ago and I have yet to get it. And I've been to Posh Fest and I'm all excited, like, oh, wait, you know. And I'm like, wait a minute, why do you have it? You and, know, I know. and I don't. <laughs> they rolled it out, that kind of
0: thing. So it's just,
1: um, you never know, right?
0: No, you don't know. And I think the other thing, too, is this is not trying to come off as condescending or, mm. or anything like that. I'm not saying that you're wrong if you do this. But I think that at, at some point, if you're trying to make this a business, I do think at some point you need to evaluate the items that you're selling because if there's a certain price point that you need to hit to pay your bills, to feed your family, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, um, I don't think you can just sell whatever you want on Poshmark and be successful. I, that that's not the platform for that. That's more of an eBay and Macari. There are other platforms that do that kind of stuff. I think that what people have to remember is, um, Poshmark is very specific. They're looking for a specific buyer. They're looking for a specific seller. Um, I mean, I hate saying it. I mean, I sound like a Debbie Downer, but that's just, it's just the reality of I think where the platform is going. And this is where you have to assess what's right for you.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna jump in on that. I agree 100% because I've been selling since 2016. Poshmark, I worked, I was working a full-time job and my husband was a reseller and that's how I got started. And he was selling Etsy. I mean, sorry, he was eBay and Amazon. And working, I was like, you know what? I just can't do those right now. And my sister, a year before, told me about this great app, Poshmark. So simple. Back then, you took your photo and, you know, forget the filter, right? Back then, you did your photo. And for me, it was very simple to do it. And I just did it for fun because what I was able to do was go on a date and go sourcing with my husband. So it wasn't like this commitment to me. Right. And I was I would go to the bins and I was straight up 100% bread and butter. Every now and then it would be dance schools or something, but I was bread and butter because I'd go and go like, yo, I found some, you know, whatever. And for me, it was just so simple. I paid off my daughter's lunch account. She went to a, a school and then lunch was expensive mm-hmm. and treat myself once a week to something I like. But when I made a decision two years later, to become a full-time um, entrepreneur. I'm not a full-time reseller. I'm actually part-time, but I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I'm home. I had to make a decision how to treat my business. Now I did incorporate eBay. I, well, eBay actually was the platform that brought me home, right? Because it just, it was so like Danielle said, I took what I wasn't gonna sell on Poshmark, started throwing it on eBay, in addition to electronics and all kinds of stuff, and I hit the goals. But I really had to be specific about my Poshmark closet. And that's another reason why today I don't consider myself, you know, you go into these rooms and people are like, oh my gosh, you're a big reseller. I'm just Leslie. I'm not a big reseller. Mm. I have not even hit like a 30,000 mark when you see these young people, who, they're getting these checks for $200,000. That's not because I can't do it. I make the money on the other platforms and the all the other stuff I do on the side. So that's, that's. What I keep in mind, because I was in a, I tell you, I was in a, in a clubhouse room um, two weeks ago and they were talking about what was going on.
0: Yeah.
1: And I actually kind of said some of the things that we were just talking about, like Poshmark's a business. And, and, and I, now I say me personally, because it's not my number one gig. They don't owe me anything. No,
0: they don't owe um, anyone anything. Well, the
1: person who got raised their hand and come up to challenge me. like they do because now i didn't bought stock and and it's a community-based platform i said i and i left it at that because i said everything i needed to say before they came up like they don't owe you anything you're still a renter no matter what i don't care how much love you've given them i don't care how many 20 percent they took from you they can close today and start all over again doing something else because now they owe it to the people not the community. They owe it to the people who have bought in. Uh-huh. Doesn't own themselves anymore. Oh. No, and so that's what I said. But this person was very adamant. Like, I disagree. And I was like, oh, well. I'm, yeah. good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm <laughs>
0: good. I you know I've heard that too where people are like, well, we bought stock. We bought minimal stock. Investors buy out companies. It's very different. Me yes. owning, I own stock in in other businesses. I don't go to them and knock on their door and say, excuse me, excuse me, uh, this yeah. isn't working. Can you please change yeah. this for me? They're gonna be like, Who are you? And please get <laughs> off the property. Like, they don't care.
1: And people are angry. Like, I was just featured on Poshmark, which was very exciting um, for sustainability is Earth Week, right? And so I happen to have two Poshmark closets, right? And the reason that I'm doing that is because I'm kind of playing around to see Mm. where Poshmark is ready to go, Mm -hmm. not where they are right now. I'm creating opportunities for myself on the ground level. So I I have one account, Disvantage, that's my original account. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's original of reseller's passion. As Daniela said, it's not the space for vengeance. Now, two years ago, I couldn't I, people would send me like five dollar offers and I would go, yeah, I have some items that I, I held on to. I'm just starting to sell them now. And I was like, you know what? Because I know this quality of these items, right? If you have the space, and those are the items that go into my closets, like I don't have a whole bunch of like inventory, I still keep it to a minimum. I used to have twelve hundred items. And I narrowed that down. I have no more than 400 items on my Poshmark closet because I just can't do it. And that's across the board. So I cross list Mm -hmm. and I pick, you know, and then now I have a handmade, which is like my upcycle items, not just tied. I do a lot of different things. They sell more on other platforms, but I'm creating a, a, I'm starting on the ground level to see what the possibilities are. And so Poshmark saw that, they put me on the blog and they also brought me on to Instagram last week. And we were just talking about what sustainability means. And, you know, now my business is 100% sustainable because the vintage, that's from way back when and everything that I'm doing handmade. I started off as a handmade artist, you know.
0: Think about so, that though. Yeah. So if people are listening, Poshmark reached out to Leslie on her new yep. closet.
1: They reached out to me. I didn't reach out to them.
0: Think about that. Yeah, All right. It's coming. I've been
1: in. I've been in a passion sit where Manish actually said that eventually he made So if you don't know who Manish is, he's the CEO of Poshmark, and he actually said because people were asking him, "What do you think the future is going to be?" And he says we want to kind of focus now on kind of like that sustainability, like vintage is coming up, right? And that's not to say the other brand, the other modern not selling, but like give me a vintage Chanel vintage Gucci
0: oh yeah yeah vintage designer forget it you you can't you come across a vintage designer piece right now and it's just it is a money maker I don't care what platform you're putting it on it is yeah. a money maker
1: that's all I send to the real real is vintage items mm-hmm. I don't send modern stuff Daniela told me about that I, I said this the other day you heard the replay I said Daniela yeah. she's like okay Leslie they're taking vintage stuff and I'm like, okay right now I got a lot going on but once I was in this, she created two videos, a part one and a part two, on how to sell on the real, real real. And I took that information and I ran with it. I reached out. Now I have my concierge and everything. Now I'm not at a high commission rate because it's still they don't take everything. Yeah. And I want to stay in a space that I am. I don't want to go like crazy sourcing. You know, now if I'm out and I find five pieces, then I'm like, okay, here they come. Here's my label. Where's my truck coming? You know that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But. I only sell vintage to the real, real. I look at the names and I can check my person, Brittany, and she's like, yep, we'll take it. And so now they do handmade stuff. So I'm taking, I'm stepping back just a little bit, just to see, I do a lot of name brand. I just go and rework it and I'm doing some amazing stuff. I'm actually have some collabs coming up, non-reasonalism for me
0: working with some fashion people soon. That's super awesome. That's so good. That is so good. Listen, yes, I was gonna tell I'm you telling. that if, if you didn't know, I was gonna say they they have a whole handmade section now. Like when you go on the Real Real's website, it's you, like one of the first yeah, things. You text that comes me up. that message. You text me that. I'm saying, I know all. Was it this me? Stuff. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. You text, <laughs> and I said that. I was like, about eight months ago. So like almost two years ago, it was the Real Real, and then about eight months ago, you're like Leslie, handmade, and I was like, okay. So I'm gonna start going through and kind of seeing what I have because I have. My handmade stuff really like um, sells. Like my last thirty sales have been on eBay handmade, and someone just posted an article on Vogue where they're going to be cre- you know concentrating and focus on sustainability on eBay too, and also you know it sells that people don't realize a lot of vintage flawed items. I just put together in a wash this morning about like eight pieces, and they're all um, vintage. And some of them need repair because I actually or, on purpose purchase a box, and there's some things I can fix myself, but I'm not doing zippers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing big gaps. But if somebody needs that for a show, their their designer, the designer would prefer to fix a zipper than recreate the whole outfit.
0: Exactly. I have um right here in this bag that you can't. Well, we can see that red bag right there. That, right that bag. <laughs> Has ten or twelve items that have rips, um, need button replacements, zipper replacements, that kind of stuff. And I've kind of been saying it, but it's all na- it's all designer brand. So there's Veronica Beard on in there. There's a um, Dolce and Gabbana. There is just all of these brands, good brands that I found at a really really low price. And they're all just sitting in this bag because I'm trying to see what to do with them. Do I fix them or do I just list them as? is them.
1: Yeah, no, I. I- That is actually where it's going today. And as you said, just the brands as you named, you're not going to be able to find those items. And I was telling you about this pitch fifties dress, right? Like just the dress is like in perfect condition, but just the seam right there is ripped. Now that I may fix, not even with a sewing machine, because it's just like this much, but the other stuff, and I look at it like, oh my, so I have like this dress and it is um, tool and it has a layer underneath and then the top is just like really sheer I don't even know what we call that material but it's kind of like ripped and whatever in this black I'm selling it as if like with goth I'm using I was say, that's grunge Grunge. yes you know, that's grunge introduce the fairy grunge you know where you and and you have to think about all these events that are coming up use the keywords like Coachella already passed but yeah. like it's There's so other much things Yeah, like Shop Thrilling, they actually do their blog-based.
0: Go back. Go back. Shop Thrilling has a blog.
1: Okay, so Shop Thrilling has a blog where they specifically tell you what is hot. So right now, festival wear is really hot. Mm. And the things that we, you know, the stuff from the nineties, these shorts and tops. And now I just saw something bad shorts, you know, <laughs> like I, I have a problem with mom jeans. Like, come on, I wore those jeans in the 80s. How dare you now call them mom jeans? Dad shorts they- aren't cute. But, but that's like, what's trending now. Depop, all these like vintage ones, I get the emails every single day and all you have to do is go back and fix your hashtag. And I'll tell you, for example, um, Black History Month just passed. And of course I'm mm-hmm. black, black reseller. So all you had to do is go in and hashtag black depop. And then the cool thing oh. is, it actually went onto all of my listings. Wow. And I saw some stuff because people are specifically looking mm-hmm. for, you know, so so yeah. I would say definitely pay attention to, you know, what's trending, what tags they're saying, but definitely festival. Look for all the festivals and things, even in your state.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: Rhode Island, like you know, there's something famous in every state. There's a college in every state. If you don't know what to sell, just focus on your state. You never know what you're going to sell.
0: And this is a prime example as to why Poshmark should not be your end-all, be-all. And that's all I'm going to say. We're going to leave the Poshmark conversation, but that it should not be your end-all, be-all if this is your livelihood. um Because Leslie, and I keep going and going about it because I, you know, you know what it is, too, Leslie. Huh. our mentality is very different than I think a lot of the people that are in the social media space Yeah, it doesn't make me doesn't make them any better than me or me any better than them exactly. we just have different perspectives on stuff and I just don't buy into hype and when I see hype or I see anything related to hype going on you're gonna catch me running in the other direction because I have no interest in it and I may like listen and kind of see yeah. what's what but like Unless you know a little bit right? because yeah. I'm a human right I'm a human um but I just I like to do my own thing I'm Danielle and I do whatever I want that's kind of like that's my motto if you don't like it that's okay you don't have to like me yeah. but well
1: Danielle is always saying like I'm famous I'm like I'm not famous I posted something yesterday and a person sends me a message commented on my story and they're like Leslie is famous <laughs> like, but okay they're like like if I'm like, oh, you're so awesome, and I'm like, no, I'm just Leslie, and she's like, yeah, stay humble, super Leslie, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, but- fashion designers reaching out to you to do handmade projects—I don't know—seems kind of famous to me.
1: I think, well, you know what it re- really becomes? It social media really teaches you yeah. what you need to do if you want to do it, right? Again, like. This is the other thing too, which what I love about what Danielle is doing, she's in her space and she's growing where she wants to grow. And I think I encourage anyone to do that. Like when I show, I'm kind of still the same person as I was when I showed up. And there's nothing intentional about me trying to get someone's attention. I think that just being myself, right? Like you can't go wrong with having a bald head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just being And just doing like whatever it is, just trying stuff. So I try, everything that I do is trial and error. But also that presents the the possibilities for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, just the DMs that I get on a daily basis. Like I showed up because I'll go in a room and someone will say, oh, I'm shy and I don't want to do it. I'm like, I just hit go one day. I just hit start. I hit start button on the video and just went. Because if I overthought it, if I overthink it too much, you know, and I don't consider myself like really an influencer or anything like that. I go in, I create some product and I say, what hashtags can I use? What we don't realize is people are looking for those hashtags or they're looking. For, it's, just, it's SEO across the board. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a search engine. That hashtag, now you've created a keyword.
0: Mm-hmm. That's all it is, is you've created a way for people to find you in the community or whatever community it is that that hashtag's going out yeah. to. That's yeah. all you've done. Yeah,
1: And so Danielle said something really key. And this is what I try to talk to the community about a lot of times. I love our community, right? We love our community.
0: Love everyone in it.
1: No shade. There's no, this is not, I say this every time. And I don't do it from like an apologetic state. I just like kind of laid a foundation. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. We have to stop selling to each other. We're not, Danielle is not my customer. I'm not her customer. If she had something, I would buy it. So that's not what I mean. Like when we go live, we're live in our community and we're upset that only five people are showing up. And that's because you know why? You've been live 20 weeks in a row and your community is like, look, I didn't support it yet. I didn't show up. I can only spend but so much money, right? Because I got my own business to run. So you have to keep it now in order to attract who you're looking for. You have to use the keywords or the hashtags. It's the same thing. You want somebody to buy that dress from you You're putting in those keywords. So do the same thing on your social media platforms, whoever you want to attract. If you want to stay within the reseller realm, like if you're creating a video for resellers, then of course, by all means, use those, right? Use the hashtags that are relevant to get your people to come to you. Mm -hmm. But now when it comes to the money-making aspect of it, who are you looking for? You're looking for the people to, you're searching for the people to come in and buy. I love the it's our community. So when I was going, when I was doing my lives, I knew when to stop my, when I was selling live. So if you don't know, I was selling live and I stopped I moved here. I did it for liquidation. Mine was not as a business. It wasn't a business. Right. There are some who are turning it into a business. Beautiful, beautiful. It was very, it's very stressful. It's a lot of work, but I was like, I, I got to make a little bit of money. I didn't want to donate all my stuff. So for, for eight, no, for 10 weeks I went live consistently but then I knew when to stop. And then when I moved here, I tried it, try, I said, okay, let me, I'm here now. It didn't work as well. And I knew when to stop.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. I think that's super important to realize. And, and I think this applies to um even selling. I think it yeah. applies to selling as well and selling certain items if things used to work and things used to sell and yeah. now all of a sudden it's not working and not selling anymore, that's that's your indicator. That's where you have to tune in. Like when I say yeah. your senses have to be on and you just see what's happening around you, that's what I mean. Like sometimes it's little indicators that if you're not paying attention, yeah. you're gonna miss it.
1: That's it. That's it. Because because you, you, like your energy, you're putting your energy out there. Mm-hmm. And then when things don't go well, you get drained, you get upset, you know? And I, I often say that to people, like, your, your feelings can really get hurt if you're not prepared for what could go wrong. Yes, we want it to go right, but are you prepared for what could go wrong? And then be prepared to, Daniela used the word, reassess, to pivot, to scale, to mm-hmm. step back and reevaluate right? Take a couple steps back in order to take that new step forward.
0: Can we talk about, okay. (laughs) Can we talk about taking a step back? Because um, we all need to do this at some point in our business. And I started doing it this year by literally not sourcing for almost a full month to just do my inventory and just kind of like see how I want things to be. And you know, started using my reseller genie and like all these different things, right? Like using all these different tools. My reseller genie. (laughs) Yes, love you. Um, But like not always being in sourcing mode. Can we like as a community stop being this way? And I know it's, and and I know that we're all guilty of like always wanting to source because that's the fun part of the job. It's like any other job that you have. There's like one or two things that are really, really fun you want to do all the time but there's like all the other stuff in the back that you need to do because it actually helps your business run. Like I encourage everyone, especially right now, things are slow for you to go through your inventory, make your piles, figure out what you're going to do with things. You're going to donate. You're going to send them. Are you going to relist them? What are you going to do? Do you even have an inventory system? I didn't until this year, create your system, you know, do all these different things to um, to better yourself and better your business and learn about your business. I think you need to learn about your business before you can actually be successful at your business. Where do you stand in your business? Would you fire yourself today? I ask myself this all the time. Would I fire myself today? I absolutely would have fired myself two days ago because I haven't done a single thing besides hit a button to relist. That's all I've done. And yes, I've made sales and I'm very fortunate for that. But I just haven't been in the mindset to do it because I have piles and piles and piles of stuff on the ground that need to be put in inventory. And the reason why they're not in inventory is because I didn't want to go buy totes. Like this really a stupid, stupid reason, right? Yeah. Go to the store and buy a tote. Pick them up. (laughs) Exactly. Like go down the street and go get them, lazy. And I just haven't done it. Last night after I pulled my sales, I said, all right, I'm going to photograph. I need to photograph like 15 things. So I have on my phone. Ended photographing 30. Photographed all those things, pulled my sales, packaged them up, and then I'm staring at this pile. And I was like, the only way, because I know how my brain works, the only way I'm going to tackle this pile is if I separate it out into categories and then have a game plan. Okay, here's all my athletic wear that needs to go in a tote. Okay, I don't need new tote for that. I can do that this weekend. Here are my all my dresses. They're in their own designated tote. Just gotta label the tote and put what's in there. And now I have I have a lot of um pants and tops that have just kind of been laying around because those bins are full. So last night I went on Home Depot's website. I bought the four totes that I need that I can go pick up when we're done recording because I did curbside pickup. Like if I didn't do that, that pile has already been sitting for a month. It would continue to sit. I had to actively make myself go through this process yeah. so that I can just be in a better place. Because if you yeah, know I, what you have, you know when to push... Th- Push yeah. and pull on the brakes, right? Like that's how you know if you should push your gas push your foot on the gas pedal and go sourcing, or if mm-hmm. you need to reel it in and pull on the brakes and sit down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I I um definitely echo what Daniela was saying. I would totally fight myself like a month ago. Totally.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a genuine conversation that you have to have with yourself, whether you want to or not. Would you fire yourself right now? what are the things yeah yeah yeah. and I totally
1: evaluated I just did the same thing so like because you have stuff and it's not selling so I don't have that many things that in itself need to be listed but like what's not selling Mm -hmm. right so let's evaluate there and like I said I just decided to scale down people can be afraid to do that and you don't like Why do you have so much stuff? Like Daniela, I love the fact that she said she stopped sourcing for a while because this is what happens. And like I said, your business model is your business model. You Mm -hmm. don't send us any, you know, mean messages. Your business model is your business model. But like, realistically, do you have to have 1200 items? Like you heard your friend last week and they have, do you really have to have 1200 items? Because my goal is if you have 1200 items, something's not selling. Like the goal is to sell the stuff. Right. So my claim to fame isn't to have 1200 items. My claim to fame is look, 300 items, but I'm making 50 sales a week. That's what I want to know. And then, so now we can go out and get 50 more items to replace those. But if you have 1200 items, why do you want to get the 10,000 and 14,000? That's just stuff sitting around your house is not selling and you're out. You know, I want that money that I'm making to be that cushion, have that money to source, and then, so what happens when you don't source and you start going through the stuff you already have? Also, what I just did was go through my closets in my own drawers mm-hmm. to figure out what I'm not wearing. Look, I went in and tie-dyed some stuff. And I'm like, oh, cause this shirt is like, oh, I think I want to get rid of it. Oh, let me just add a little bleach to it. tie it's a brand new shirt. Mm-hmm. And so there's that, but there's like dresses that I haven't worn. I'm like, this dress, I'm not, where am I going? I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> like, sell it, like, you know, let me sell it. whatever and so that's what i'm doing i'm giving away some things same thing i did when i moved last year right you have a lot of yarn seniors schools they use that's what i did last year think about where you can do just take a couple minutes don't be in a rush to shove it in a bag because if you last time i've been to the thrift store if you look in the back that stuff is piled to the ceiling but if you give it away free on the marketplace next door you know offer up that stuff is going to somebody's hands you know so don't be afraid to go through your stuff and definitely come up with an inventory system. I have two, I have one inventory system, but I have two, it's separate. I have handmade and then I have my regular stuff. And then I have like, all coats are in closets. Thankfully, I do have the space mm-hmm. and then I have a rack with all dresses so I can just go and pull the dresses off. But you, you got to get an order because chaos and madness, you cannot function. Your
0: my brain, It happens so fast. That's the other thing. The madness and the chaos is the easy part it happens you don't even realize it you don't even yeah, realize so that you're in chaos
1: yeah as a handmade seller like you like I make my stuff like to, to all the stuff that I do to dye and stuff that's a day's process my back is done by the time I'm finished man it's so it's, it's, it's a lot of work and so when it's done I just I'm like I can't even look at you anymore you know because yeah. now you created the project now you still have to like take photos list it put it in an inventory and that, and after a while you go like you know I get to that in two weeks and then every weekend is when I create Friday Saturday and Sunday it's like once I talk to Daniela, I'll talk I'll take a nap we're, we're recording on a Friday I do take a nap I'm, I'm a lady of a certain age but that helps me and then I create on the weekend and by then Monday is when I do my batch photographing and listing and the different things that I do
0: yeah there's just <laughs> there's so many facets to just owning a business, mm-hmm. reselling yes. aside, there are just so many facets yeah. to it. And I think social media is a blessing and a curse because we all get wrapped up in what's happening right. on social media yeah. and all wrapped up in what this person's doing and that person's doing. And this person made so many sales on this day. And oh my God, look at this package picture. Like who cares? Who cares? Just do yeah. whatever it is that makes you feel good and pull away when you need to pull away. And that that's really the only way in my opinion that you can succeed in life is you find where you fit in your little world and you do the things that make you happy and don't worry about anyone else and this is obviously easier to say the older that you get because when you're young <laughs> it's very hard to follow these rules oh, yes yeah you know yeah. the older you are the easier it is to kind of yeah. not yeah. to oh, I
1: normal. have no problem like I'm like, I don't see anything, I don't hear anything, please don't send me a message, it bothers me when people want to bring me in, and I'm like, I'm good right over here. But what I want to say about social media is like, it's it, it is a, it's a two way, it's different ways you can use it. If you're so overwhelmed with it, step away. And the reason I say that is because you that means you haven't figured out how to use it, right? Um, Put yourself on a schedule. I, when I get up in the morning, I do my first first post and a lot of this stuff is already, I've already created it. My reels are in drafts. I've done that. It's not like I'm sitting going, let me do all this. I feel I'm doing whatever I'm doing so that I can have content that stretches out a repurpose, you know, but if this, if you're overwhelmed and you're seeing something that's hurting your feelings or whatever, step away from that and focus on the business Mm -hmm. part. Figure out how you can take social media and make money. Because I made a decision three years ago just to jump on social media, my whole business, my whole mindset has changed. So when you see me, it's strategic. It's like, oh, you see Leslie again, but you see, I just tied out that, that thing, 20 people then jumped in my DMs asking me how they can get their product before I even list it. So if you figure out how to market your business, show up, right? Go to dinner with your spouse and wear a top, have them take a picture or a quick video. And next thing you know, that top is for sale. You know, if you have a Shopify, link it to your Instagram so that they can click it. Now that you have something in your shopping cart, that's how you use social media. You don't use it to go, who's doing what in the community? Oh, I'm so tired <laughs> of hearing about that. Whatever. If I, when I get up in the morning, I take, I give myself 10 minutes to kind of go
0: through like, "Oh, look what's going on. Okay. That's what it comes down to. I think it's just understanding that everyone is marketing. You just don't know what it is that they are marketing, but there's always a strategic strategic plan behind um, those who have large followings, there's always yeah. a plan. Okay, just like the bloggers and the influencers, yeah, there's a reason why they're wearing yeah. certain things, right? Yeah. It's just and don't of. overthink it. That's the that's thing, the other thing so
1: it, that's the key. I don't, I st- I'm strategic, but I don't use like fancy music, I don't use what's going to go viral. I like to have fun. Like, I just released a video about my obsession with yarn. And I found um the Rolling Stones singing a song "Obsession," and that's how I released it. I added that music. I can't, I can't be dancing. I can't. That's <laughs> just old for that. Every now and then, I like the pointing because that's simplicity for people. But do what works for you. You get on TikTok. You're not gonna. You may get a viral. You know, I've only had two viral. That was a year ago, and now I just do what I like to do. I like to have fun. And if you have fun, all that other stuff, you build it to fill the dreams philosophy, they will come. It will happen if you're consistent Mm -hmm. with it. Just don't overthink it. Have a good time. Mm -hmm. Because if you stress and you're trying to force it, you just want to be stressing yourself.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And <laughs> The same goes with reselling. Make sure you're selling things that you enjoy to sell and not every platform is going to be the right place for it. And that's okay. And I think it's finding where you fit and where your yeah. home is, I guess, when it comes yeah. to that. Um, I want to go back to what you said, Leslie, about coming as you are right on social media and not like looking too much into it. Um, if you've never watched a single YouTube video that I make, I hardly ever do my hair or wear makeup or get dressed up for YouTube because I don't care. Like, yeah. this it's, is who I can, am. You can see what I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> my hair's a mess. It's dirty. I've got a sports bra on and a, like just a regular long sleeve. I don't care. Like, I don't have makeup on. First of all, it's Leslie and I'm not going to wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> love you Leslie not putting makeup on for you but I'm not putting makeup on for YouTube either it's very rare that I have my hair done and makeup done for YouTube because guess what this is me 99.9% of the time this is me that's what the supposed to
1: about that that right. for me that's organic that people can relate to you like that and again never any shade because I do know people who specifically they'll do like a whole day and they'll yep, make them I agree up. For me, it's easier because like, I'm like, you know what? Today I want to film. My- I just stick my tripod up and I hit the button mm-hmm. and then I'll let it run. And then that I can break pieces off. I never wear makeup. I joke with people like, like if, 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 um, if Daniella was, if this was actually going to be visual and she posted it, like, yeah. I would have put on earrings. And my joke is like, I dressed up for you. I put on earrings and, and chaps, lip gloss. <laughs> I don't wear makeup. <laughs> it's been a very long time every now and then I'll put something on my eyes or whatever, but I don't. And it's not a lot. That's just me. And that's, it's easier to be yourself Mm -hmm. than anyone else. If you consistently show up as yourself, it's so much easier because you don't have to remember what you said. You don't have to worry about what somebody's going to say about you. Cause realistically, um, if you look at Daniela and I, we wouldn't be what social media would consider influencers or anything and then so there are some people who are working to be that we just show up so like if you are just meeting me for the first time hello friend thank you for listening and you hop over to a reseller's passion don't let my numbers you know distract you that's all organic growth it happened by accident I'm happy to be here but I'm still like I love the community and just showing up and being me Mm-hmm. you have I answer all my dms now I might not answer them right away but I try to give you that individual attention same thing on my my youtube just just be you and I can't and again like Daniela she said now if we were younger probably would be different I don't know I'm not I'm 52 so I look at some of these people and I'm like girl I just don't have time for that yeah.
0: Really, <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. I'm I got other things to worry about like a septic bill that I gotta pay in a month <laughs> in a month's time i've got i got a few thousand dollars that i gotta come up with to finish paying off that bill that's my yeah. priority i don't care what's going yeah. on in social media like
1: that's like we're, we're trying to do our forever home We're this isn't a rental yeah so, <laughs> so hello, hello that's where all that money's going like you know that's where i'm trying to figure out what's going on yeah. Doing, over here working my taxes and my bills and everything
0: oh, i don't want to talk about taxes oh my god I- oh it is <laughs> wow I because I made so much money last year reselling right so now I sat back and I was like I never want to make this amount of money ever again in reselling (laughs)
1: it's so hard not to do that it's so hard and and then like because Thomas cracks me up (laughs) it's like sometimes I feel like I didn't really do he's like "Mm -hmm, sure you did because I'm not just a reseller I'm a business owner so I have all I have everything like I have a youtube right Mm -hmm. then i have my ebooks then i have you have to include all your affiliates right i made a couple thousand dollars just from affiliates a month right that's just to encourage people i usually don't show up but that's just to encourage if you're talking about somebody's product maybe you should think about getting paid for it you're already using it like you're using a roller printer send them a message and say you know you got affiliate link just simply because we have different audiences
0: most people people don't get offended by it. I mean, if you're constantly yeah. plugging things, I can no. see people getting offended yeah. by and it. But like... Exactly. But I think if you do it, that's the cool thing about affiliate. Only, you should only
1: talk about products that you actually use. Yeah. Instead okay. of trying to figure out like what kind of content you're already like ship with me. Okay. So if you're, if you're a Rolo affiliate, you're shipping already. Do you get that? If you're using, if you're an affiliate for somebody's poly mailers, you're already using those. You should not talk about, because then it's hard to fake that content. Now you got to go in your head like, oh gosh, I'm supposed to meet this certain amount of quota every single month. You know what I'm saying? But if you're an affiliate and you're using it, just just come just come on and just just pop your code in there. You don't even have to say, use my code? Pop your code in your comments. I froze. What was the last thing I said? I didn't hear, <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't hear a single thing that you said. You said, um, i about a printer. That's all I heard. No, I was just saying if, if you're
1: talking about someone's printer for 10 posts, just maybe see if they have an affiliate link because someone else, like my husband, you know, he doesn't have a role. He has a no name printer. And I'm like, sweetie, maybe you should get an affiliate code because he uses it. It's just like I got it for him for his birthday two years ago yep. and much cheaper than Rollo and works exactly the same.
0: I have you know. a no name and I love it. It is the best thing that I ever purchased. I think it was like $119 on sale yeah. on Amazon or something. Yeah, Never and- had an issue works great yeah, and mine I got
1: my I use birthday money that I got that year the reselling community surprised me with some birthday cash
0: nice and,
1: like do something for yourself and I'm like mm, I'm gonna do something for my business yeah. um, so I was a roller printer and I wouldn't have paid for the roller printer otherwise sorry rollo but um I'm really frugal <laughs> yeah, they're so <laughs> um, expensive so but expensive. the only thing I paid for like because I need a new ipad mm, so I gotta save for it because I try not to pay you know out i try to like put a little bit of money aside so i want a pro i have an air but the only thing i pay a lot of money for is my electronics i my iphone 13 man let me tell you that's my that's it for me right that's the camera i have i'm talking to you through my ipad and then i have my macbook that's where my money goes Mm -hmm. you know things that will help my business that i need for my videos and social media and stuff like that but that other stuff i don't spend a lot of money
0: Yeah, that's why Matt bought me a MacBook Pro this year, because I was still working on my MacBook Air, which was from 2011. (laughs) And it was um, not conducive to creating content (laughs) or doing anything like that. Like, I made it work, but I sat there for 12 hours trying to make it work. So finally, one day, it was like a Saturday, and I was talking to Matt, and I was like, you know, I'm putting a little bit aside each time that I, you know, my funds come through from Poshmark or whatever. And then, you know, by summer or late fall, I should have enough for, to get a, I was thinking of just getting another MacBook Air, or getting a desktop, like, like a Mac desktop. And he was like, well, why don't you just get the MacBook Pro? Why? Like, that will have every, we'll just get the the medium level, and you'll have everything that you need in there, and you know, whatever. And I was like, ah, MacBook Pro is so expensive. Like, I can't. I can't get a MacBook pro that's like $2,500, you know? And I'm so needless to say, he surprised me with it. And I wanted to kill him. Cause I was like, why would you ever spend that money? He's like, you use it for your business. So why exactly. wouldn't you spend that's the it. money on it?
1: That's it. That's, that's like, I, same thing just happened. Cause I have a feeling, I don't know, maybe when this airs, I said to Thomas, like I have um, an iPad. He has an iPad. He doesn't like any Apple products, but he does have the phone, but he's done with his iPad. It's, he's like, I can't. So he's like, I said, well, so how do if I take R2 iPads and sell them? Trade them. I said, yeah. really, I want to get, but I want a, my iPad now. Like, I don't want to get rid of mine and not have one. So I said, I want to get an iPad. So he just, every day he keeps going like, so what, what kind did you say
0: you want? I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody tell him. I know. <laughs> so I, I know. Like, but yeah, I mean, I it's them. nice when, um. You don't have to use your reselling money to to do it. Listen, it's true. I mean, I, I hate to even say it, but like, it's nice to not have to use, because I do depend on my reselling money. I know it sounds weird because I have a full-time job and I obviously depend on that money, but I now make a certain amount of money reselling as a whole with all the different streams that come in. I depend on that every single month because that's how I fuel my sourcing. That's how I go for my acupuncture. That's how I go for my chiropractor. Like all of those, I don't use my full-time income for that stuff.
1: Well, we, 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 we call ourselves, and that's one of the things that I'm always back and forth. That's why I say I'm a, I'm a full-time entrepreneur because yeah. like, I cannot go to an office, but I work my business. That's why I'm not a reseller. A reseller is just part of what I do. Yeah. So it wouldn't be any different if you were doing something else on the side yeah. that reseller just happens to be that part-time business that you have. So that is why people create other streams of income because just their regular income is not going to take care of it but I see what my future is. Like, I don't want to struggle. My husband is actually retired. He's a retired firefighter and he's been reselling since I've known him. We're going on 11 years knowing each other. And, but he loves to keep going. And as long as he can, he can do whatever he wants. He'll be 65 this year. And whatever he wants to do, he can do it. But we really don't have to work, but you never want to be in that space where it's just this. I want to have like just enough. I don't want to be rich. I have no desire. Really, right now, if I had the money, that money would be to go take care of my parents aren't married. They're each married to someone else. I would pay off mom's house. I would pay off dad's house, clear up all their debt Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: they've done their job. You know that I would love to do that. You know, my children, thankfully, are doing their thing. And I would love to not not that I wouldn't take care of them, but also start preparing for my grandchildren to go to college. That's my goal because my children are already adults they are already kind of figuring their thing out. But what about that next generation? That's what I would like to do. Paid off car, being able to travel every now and then and paid off house. That's all I desire.
0: Yeah. I think when you get to a certain point too, you have to just realize where your priorities are and what's more important. And the luxury goods are, are fun, but they're not a priority. You know, do I I, like to splurge on myself every once in a while, Yeah, Yeah, because I can right now, because I don't have children. (laughs) I don't have children yet. So I can. So I'll do it. I don't travel and stuff. But if I traveled, then you know, my job makes it difficult to travel because I don't accumulate a lot of time. But if I did, I would be traveling because I do enjoy traveling um but I spend a little bit on myself there'll come a time in my life where that will no longer be the case (laughs) yeah because I think about like you know back in the day like
1: I had my first Gucci purse when I was 18 like I had jealous of you (laughs) but but I had saved money See, I'm I'm a saver like you know financial challenge so we've laid away back in the day so I still kind of live off a layaway plan Mm-hmm. I lay away, I, I create envelopes or I put something in a specific mm-hmm. savings. I'm really thoughtful of where my money goes. So I have a. that was the only time I ever had a Gucci purse. I'm not a high-end girl, but right now I, that Gucci bag could be like food or shoes right. or something like that. So that's where my mindset goes. And I'm just like, I just don't need it. So I have to evaluate. And right now times are challenging. We don't know what our future is going to be. I and know. it's great to have those things. Now, and if you can find secondhand, second hand, that's a whole ball ballgame right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I have a specific coach bag or whatever, and that's the hunt right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's good to treat yourself sometimes. If you're outsourcing, maybe one item for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. because if you see it, everything doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm gonna sell it. You know, it could be I for have yourself. A rule.
0: I have a rule, one or two items, whatever many items are coming in, that amount of items have to come out of my closet. Yeah. I have a constant rotating closet. Love it. Have to. I think the best
1: I think that's like the best rule ever. And again, I don't buy a lot. But you know, now for people who don't know me, I had been dyeing and tie-dyeing and everything. And I wanted some converse, you know? And so I, and I, when I go out, sometimes I source specifically for white items so I can dye or whatever. More people are asking me for like um, plus size items. So I get items and then I can try them on. After I do them, I can show myself. But I was like, you know what? I want something like specifically for myself. I can get the before and after. So I like invested in some converse. Now, Poshmark. Every seller sells differently, 5 $8. I have some posh credit and I've gotten four pairs of Converse and I've dyed and they're all mine. And then now what happens is I wear them and I yep. become my walking advertisement, you know, but they're mine because like that same pair, if I got them brand new or even on Poshmark, you know, $55 or whatever. So I've got $11 pair of Converse that I've dyed for my specification. And there you go. So I don't need a lot. I don't require a lot.
0: These days. I know. Uh-huh. Same. Well, yes and no. I work in an office, so I do require some stuff. <laughs> but um, you know, I think more my my focus right now is the things that I want to acquire are things that I want for the house. Yeah. Things that I want for the future. So yes, I'd like to purchase things for myself, but majority of my closet is secondhand and, and yeah. um even if I am buying luxury goods, it's second hand, and the most I'll ever pay for anything, um and I know that I'm going to use it and then resell it. Yeah. Like I'll spend two, $300 on a handbag. That's luxury. And then I know I'm going to take that. I take really good, take really good care of my shoes and handbags. I always have something that my grandmother taught me. Um, I then sell it and I make more money than what I paid for the piece. Isn't that, like, some, isn't that an amazing thing how that happens, right? Yeah, that's just what I do.
1: <laughs> and, and, I look, and everything, and it is like, you know, I don't know who else does this. I don't know if you've talked about this before. It's like when you go out and you like everything you look at, like, oh, I can sell that for yep, what I can get, how much money could I get for that? It's like, my mind is always going, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like my mother, like my stepfather had a stroke in February and my mother was weren't, they were about, they needed to sell the house. They had already talked about that, but now everything stopped. You know how that happens, right? Yeah. Everything just stops and nothing else is important, but she's still in that zone. Like we're supposed to be selling our house like in 10 months and what are we going to do? And then she's like, I have this, I have that. I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. few weeks go by and I'm like mom so try the marketplace you can do this and she's like I don't know She calls me up and she says Leslie I thank you for the marketplace (laughs) because in one weekend she had made two thousand dollars oh my god well the the big thing was the ride riding mower right you were talking about that tiller thing like if they had that they're selling that right Mm-hmm. So the riding mower, the guy comes against the mower, and like, oh, are you selling those two things? Bam, he walks away and spends over a thousand dollars. And so she calls me and she says, oh, I'm loving the marketplace. And so even, even she's like, oh, I have all this stuff. She was going to have a garage sale. And um, can you get that blender in the back? My daughter just—I should have told her I was. <laughs> I can't
0: hear anything. So, it's
1: fine. You know, but yeah, as a reseller, we just have a different mindset now. You know. I'm very hesitant to buy anything new. You know, underwear, of course. All
0: <laughs> right, bras and underwear are a different story. <laughs> a whole different ballgame.
1: But other stuff, yeah. Especially if I see them my size. Danielle was modeling these jeans. And I was like, like wait a minute. I, I see. It. We kind of shape similar there. I think I might have to try them.
0: Good American frame. The thing with frame, though, is they can stretch too much. So, like... You wear them once, you're gonna have to wash them so that they come back because oh, they yeah. have so much elastic in them. Yeah. But also really nice when you just want a nice elastic jean because yeah. you want the extra space in yeah. there. You know what I mean? am eating, right? You know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like my new thing is like, I just, um, and now that we have that mirror in my closet, I'm like, I'm just gonna take pictures of things that I have secondhand and just show people yeah. because yeah. not with any purpose or intention, yeah. just because. Yeah, you put it in your story. I mean, no. When I
1: saw those jeans, I was like, "Yeah, like seriously." I think Want um, them, you can have them. <laughs> no, because you know what happens? We get caught up in kind of like our thing, and I love the fact as a reseller, right now we we have different options. I know two years ago when I I'm still wearing jeans that I bought for Posh Fest 2019, oh, and I went in and I got found all these great jeans because you know when you have the body. You, you need to have some stuff to fit. I go into the dressing room with 20 pairs of jeans and come out with two pairs. That's the yeah, reality. It,
0: and they can be all the same size. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And
1: so when you find a good pair and a good brand, you have to stay on that because it's few and far between, that's for sure. Yeah, that's
0: so true. And I think maybe that's where I'm going with these posts too that I'm doing like deep down. Maybe that's the, the psychological part of it all. Maybe for me is like showing people that you that there are brands that are inclusive and there are different things that you can find in varying sizes. Cause if you cause I make sure I include what size each piece is that I'm yeah. wearing because it's yeah. all over the map.
1: You caught my attention, that's for sure. I was like, all oh, over okay. the map.
0: Yeah. So yeah. anyway. This was a really fun conversation, Leslie. We should probably yeah. just do this every once in a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah I definitely down for it. <laughs> and if you ever want to come on our Patreon Zoom, you're more than welcome to come on oh, that- fantastic yeah. yes you're more than no, Danielle and I have each
1: other's phone numbers. It's very rare. I don't give, it's probably about five people in this community have my number. And so if she sends me a text or, or a message, I'm responding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Leslie. I appreciate you coming on having this conversation with me. And our listeners will be very happy because this is a very long episode with lots of different <laughs> content in it. And uh, there were some technical difficulties, but I'm gonna, we, we made it work. We made it work
1: so mm, yeah, I have to go talk to the cable company now <laughs> cable company what is going on with all the money I pay you <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening thank you Leslie for coming on and bye. we will be back next week bye everyone